Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. In early March, I received an email from someone working with the Bulls and Apes project. Being a solo show, I declined the offer and as well as dozens of other offers for people that want to come on to be interviewed. Until now, this has been a solo show mainly because it gives me the flexibility and the freedom to create this show around managing my family business. Also, I didn't want to turn this into a shill space. There is enough of that on Twitter, and this was not the space. I didn't want to do promotions. I didn't want to have various founders on here trying to push their product. So I was actually planning to highlight this project on my own. However, I realized there are certain questions and certain insights that I could not answer. So I knew it would be beneficial for me to actually have a conversation with the founder, Anthony Mangillo. And it would be very beneficial to you and the other listeners that wanted some insights on what is actually going on in one of these projects and a founder that is not just launching profile pictures, but is truly building a business within Web3. Since this project came on my radar, one line in the introductory email just stuck in my head. I could not get past this. They are offering a six-month guarantee. As crazy as that guarantee sounds, this, what I'm about to say, might even sound crazier, but... Usually NFTs are the last thought that I have before I actually fall asleep. So many times I end up dreaming about NFTs. And in this particular case, I was actually dreaming about this guarantee. And after a few weeks, I just really wanted to hear some more. So I reached out to the team for further information. And after about a week or so of lurking around the project, popping into spaces, reading the profile in the Discord, and just scouring over the roadmap, I was pretty impressed, but I wanted to hear more. And as I said, there was just certain insights that I could not answer and cover without speaking to these founders. And I really wanted to bring you the best content possible. So I knew I had to sit down and do an interview. So for the record, this is not sponsored content. It is not a promotion or recommendation to buy. And I have no affiliation with this project other than my fascination with their business model and their commitment to the space. Without any further ado, here is the conversation that I had on April 25th with Anthony Magillo, the founder of the Bulls and Apes Project. Hello, Anthony. How you doing? <laughs> I have to say, um, first and foremost, I'm just excited to hear about the project and speak to you about everything. Because as I explained to Kel, for the most part, this was a solo show and I didn't really want to do interviews as much because usually most of the interviews I've seen about NFT projects turns into a shell space. But then when I started to hear about your project and really research it, read the paper and everything, I was like, wow, this is a legitimate business. And it really fits in theme with the type of information that I present is the business application and not just speculation, what kind of real world value it does have. Just to be able to hear what's going on with the project, how you're going with that, of course, your business background is the reason why I was excited. And I think it would sort of be a disservice to listeners if I didn't share this because it's so interesting to me. And just even the money back guarantee aspects of it, that was what was ringing in my head more than anything. And I was like, you know what? I really have to figure out more about this and have a conversation with you. So uh, thank you for taking the time and uh, being here. Sure. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, it's the business aspects of what drove me into NFTs as well. The, the collectible is fun and the flipping and getting something rare. It's exciting. But uh, the business aspects are really what, what, what pulled me in. And then when I got in, the community aspects are really what kept me. I was like, holy moly. It's like real community. And the decentralization and the breakdown of the barriers between founders, creators, and the community is just amazing. 
Yeah, which is uh, one of the things that I got into, as you said, for collecting. And I looked at it back of when I was younger and I collected sports cards and what have you. But yeah. getting into it, like you said, the whole aspects of it just it blew my mind where this was. So what really inspired you to make that shift from a collector, someone who's dabbling in the space to actually coming in and founding uh, a project? That's yeah, a big so jump. <laughs> it, it is. And, and, and coming from a corporate background um, as well, where things are a lot more stable and structured and, and jumping into being more of an entrepreneur is a leap also. But I just, I felt like it was just compelling, too compelling not to. And like I mentioned, I, I jumped in um, and, and started collecting like everybody else, but it wasn't pure collection. It was Gary V talking about NFTs and the, the possibilities around Web3 are really what got me interested in getting involved. And you know, I was a little too young for Web 1. I just missed it by a couple of years. So I got in uh, a little too late. Web 2 never really interested me. But then when I started hearing about Web 3 and blockchain and, and uh, decentralization and you know, really looking at asset transfers and ownership. That's the kind of stuff that started interesting me. And I'm like, okay, I'm early. I want to get involved. I want to learn. And the best way to learn is to, to start getting involved. But when I got involved, it was the community aspects that really surprised me. I just wasn't expecting that. And when I went into Discord for the first time and I saw the interaction, I saw people coming together and helping each other and the education and onboarding, and then seeing, a and he's a master at it, but seeing a Gary V jump into Discord and he's talking to his community like, wow, there's something powerful. And I was like, now I really need to get involved, um, not just as a collector. So I started volunteering my time. So old school internship kind of approach saying, hey, these are the skills I have. Project XYZ, can you use it? And I reached out to a bunch of projects and you know, one project called me back and said, oh yeah, we'd love, your, we'd love your help. And I started getting involved in that project, met the other two co-founders through that project. We started sharing ideas. And as I'm sure you know, there's a lot of really bright individuals out there in the NFT space, but there's also a number of individuals that don't have a lot of experience running a business, driving a business. And so we started looking at that and saying, okay, no, how do we bring what we have to the space, but also be respectful of what makes Web3 special? And so we started putting our ideas together on how we could build the project. And, and eventually in January, we said, okay, let's go and get this thing started. Awesome. Yeah. When I was looking at the things and the aspect of it, I see that you guys put in a lot of time as far as all the detail that you do put into it. Because I, I was looking at the roadmap and the various plans, and I said, this is definitely not something that was rushed. These are people that have spent some time in the space, have felt their way around. And that was what really impressed me because this is the first roadmap that I couldn't fully read in just one sitting. I had to digest it, look at it and uh, think about the different aspects and then go to the frequently asked page. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting. So what inspired all of this? Because there's a lot going on in this project. So if you could just touch a broad overview of it for someone who has not, uh, sure, I'll leave the links and everything, but for someone who has no idea what this project is exactly, how it was uh, came about and all the uh, various aspects. I know that's a loaded question, but you know, just yeah, sure. <laughs> so I'll, I'll 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 try to get it get a nutshell um, answer to it as, as an, a, the name and and what we meant by that. And then the word project is important also. So we we were very deliberate with with what we picked. And bulls and apes both we felt embodied what it means to be in 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 the Web three space. And I know there's. Plenty of bulls projects out there. There's plenty of apes projects out there. And then a lot of people, and we knew it was going to happen. A lot of people say, oh, another you know, derivative project or another. And we knew that was going to be the initial reaction. But it was still important to us that those two characters and the traits of those two characters, a bull charging in, bull market, you know, aping into an investment, reckless abandon. But those are the, the characteristics that we wanted to embody in, in the project. 
And then the word project's important because it's not a one and done. It's not a one mint shop. And we're not just trying to drop a mint out there, hope that it takes off and collect all this money. It's a, it is a long-term project, a long-term company that we're, we're, we're building. So the name in itself was really important to us. And then, as you mentioned, it was really important to us that we um, built all this out before Mint because it's not, we're, we're pre-funded. So we have the capital. And so this wasn't about raising capital with a Mint. It was about the Mint launching the project. And we wanted to make sure that we had all of that laid out. So day one, there'll be tokenomics. We're introducing an ERC-20 token day one. You know, we have a prototype for a physical card game already underway. So think Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you know, that's happening before Mint. Um, we've got people coming on that are going to help our community live their best life, education, resources, how to grow wealth, how to personally grow. This, These are things that we're working on today to deliver after Mint. We're not waiting. Mint isn't the the uh, starting point. We're not starting from a standstill. So it's really important that we put that out, put all that out there. And that's why you could see the robustness in the website. And we have a professional writer that, that started developing a storyline. And when you read the storyline, it starts to bring the project to life. And from a creative perspective, I think it's pretty cool. But from a business perspective, it's really exciting. Like I call it the sleeper because you start to see, my God, this thing could go that way. It could go that way. It could go that way. And there's so many different possibilities for us to deliver value to our community through the, the storyline and where it's going to go. We're constantly every day like, oh, this could be a part of the story. And oh, that could be part of the story. Everything from how do we handle the refunds that come in, the refunded bulls. I'm actually hoping there's going to be some refunds because we've got some really <laughs> cool ideas on what to do with them in the storyline. It's very interesting because as you said, there's so much going on. And I was excited about the fact that you said you're ready to build, you are pre-funded, which is another unique aspect of this. And seeing that you have that business background, you actually know how to run a business. That's one of the things that I speak about a lot on the podcast is a lot of these people might come in either the artist side or they're the technical side who know how to code things. But they have never even run a lemonade stand before. So they have no idea of the business aspect of it or understanding that this is more than just a profile picture. This is actually a startup company. So you saying all of that, I think really adds value to uh, the space as a whole. And I think whether or not founders or whatever are watching this, this is just, I think would be a great case study for the future to see how things are going. So I would say we did touch a little bit on the fact that you're offering a money-back guarantee. If you're pre-funded, why would you even offer that? Because that seems like just added risk onto the company itself. The funds are there. So why even offer that? That's really not something that's going on much in the whole space. It's not. And, and we're hoping to set a standard. And so a lot of it is about setting a standard. Um, now, a couple of projects have done refund some refund mechanisms and I'll get to the latest that's happened. And it's caused us to pause a little bit and make sure that we got the, our contract all, all, all rock solid. So we are delaying our mint that we announced today from April 29th to sometime in May. I'll touch on that in a minute. But it's what we looked at when we revealed our project was right around the time when the scams were really popping and cash grabs and rug pulls and squiggles. And so we knew that wasn't us. And so the founders, we got together and first of all, we were disheartened. What is this space that we're getting involved in? We're used to a more structured business environment. And we're like, really? Do we really want to do this? And yeah, you know what? We do. This is why the space needs people like us. We are fully docs. We are business people. We are pre-funded. And what else can we do to lean into it? And so one of the co-founders, um, Guy, was like, let's do a money-back guarantee. And we're like, hmm, really? Okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So we talked to the tech team and like, can we get into the contract? 
And it all started lining up. Yeah, we're going to, that's what we're going to do. And then we're like, well, how long? And Curious Addies did it for 100 days. So we're like, you know what? We're going to do six months. We'll do 180 days. And six months in the NFT space is like a lifetime. And so we wanted to pick something that was like, wow, you're going to do six months, really? And so that's what we did. And we're doing that as a way to, to set a standard. We know, we recognize that we've been collectors in this space for a little bit, but we're newcomers to being founders in the space. And so we think that as a, a newcomer, a new founder that doesn't have a delivery track record in the NFT space, even though we've got a business track record, that we should be taking on some of the risk. So instead of putting all the risk onto the, to the holders, we should be taking on as much, of the, as much of the risk as possible. So if we are confident in what we're delivering, and we are, and if we're confident that we have the experience and, and the execution ability, which we are, then we should take on some of the risk. And that's what we're doing. Awesome. Which that is definitely a first. I've, I've spoken to countless founders and so many different uh, people that are in this space. And hearing a founder or a team actually say, we want to assume some of the risk. I've never heard that sentence spoken before. So I think that is very impressive. And I think that is one of the reasons why that this is going to be just interesting, just as a model, as a case study. How would that even process work? Let's say for whatever reason, there is one or two people or whoever that does want the refund process, because I know that is a technical marvel in itself. And as you've touched upon you know, recently, we have seen some hiccups in yeah. trying to even attempt that. So how is that something that should give a mentor some confidence to see well, what kind of steps have you actually done to ensure that could happen? Yeah, sure. So first, uh, mechanically, it's no different than minting. And so the from a user experience perspective, the holder will want to refund. They'll go on our website, connect the wallet. They'll hit refund. The NFT will be transferred to our treasury. The ETH will be transferred back to their wallet. So whatever ETH they paid for the mint, that's what will be transferred back. And so that happens all, all automatically. Now, we've seen recently that there have been some attempts at putting a contract out there with refund functionality or refund mechanism, and there's been some issues. And what, what I would say, so we mentioned, I was a technologist earlier in my career and you know I did some pretty cool things, I think, with code and, and I'd go to my boss and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. He's like, oh, did you document it? No, I didn't document it yet. Did you have somebody peer review? Oh, no, I didn't do that yet. Oh, did you did you, uh, you know, get the QA team to, to test it? No, no, I didn't do it. He's like, well, then you're not done. He's like, come back when you're done, done. And the problem is that as a, as a young technologist, I was confident with my code, but I didn't have that experience to know that you need cross-checking and you need heavy testing and you need auditing. And so those are all the things that need to happen. And if you think about just mechanically, the hackers that are out there are using bots and that bot is hitting your contract in every different permutation to try to find a flaw. And so if you're the developer and you're just testing it with your eyes and maybe you got a few test cases, you're not even coming close to a fraction of the testing that you need to occur. And so the audit firms that are out there, they have their own programs that bang away at the contract. And so they're able to find the flaws and the loopholes. And so it's really important to protect uh, the safety of the community and the holders that you're going through an audit, you're having peer reviews, you're having experts in the space, influencers in the space, take a look at your contract. Not, it doesn't have to be, if you have just a standard contract that's been used a hundred times and you just copied it from someone else and it's all open source, so you could and use that, you know, maybe you don't need to go through that. But if you're going to offer something like a refund mechanism, if you're going to do something unique and innovative, you've got to go through all of those steps to make sure that safety is there. And I mentioned the delay in, in, in the Mint because of the things that have happened recently with the refund mechanisms. We have the, the tech team 
doubling down, tripling down and checking everything. And we've got audit all lined up and we're going to be doing the auditing. And we just felt like it was more important for us to focus on safety, quality of the art, make sure all that's in place before we do the mint. So we're not rushing the mint. We are going to, we are going to push it out a couple of weeks, hopefully just a couple of weeks. But after we get through this week, get through the initial audit, we'll have a better idea of where we stand. Awesome. And I think that even really shows the fact that you are business-minded because a lot of the time, this whole space, all these creators and projects, like they're f- uh, facing FOMO just as much as the collectors. And they yeah. just want to launch. And so many times, I'll even hear say like a Gary Vee speak to one of these uh, newbies and just uh, slow down and just take your time. The space isn't going anywhere. We're still building. So to see that you're actually willing to delay, although everyone's excited for a mint. And I think it's just another... A testament to see that, okay, this is someone who obviously has business experience and all sorts of crazy things happen in this space. And I don't think anyone uh, would have uh, expected a lot of the hiccups that they have during launch and mint. So I think that's great that you're willing to do that. You did just touch on the art. So now that we got through all of the uh, the nuts and the bolts and uh, you know the, the business side of things, let's talk about the more fun side, the actual project and the art. The art, I have to say, is amazing. When I looked at the art, even that, it is definitely not rushed. This is something that definitely has put some time and energy and effort into. So I'd like to speak a little bit just about the art, anything you could say about it, because it it looks like it's fully 3D and it's just not just a JPEG. So anything you'd like to share about the art itself? Yeah. So you mentioned fully 3D and some of the, you could fake 3D a little bit. And what I mean by that is you can create each 3D trait as its own asset. And then outside of the 3D program, you could layer it on. And so it's still 3D but it's not fully 3D. What I mean by that is it's not a a rendered model. And so what we're doing is we've got programmers that are in the 3D application itself. So we're using Maya. And within Maya, we've got our Python scripters are randomizing the traits, putting them together, and then rendering a full 3D model, which is going to up the quality significantly um, from a 3D art perspective. And then Manny Coates is the the third co-founder. He's looking over art. He's got a 3D background. He's very meticulous on on how he's going about it. He got COVID. He's been working through COVID. A couple of our art team members are in Ukraine. So they've been impacted by by the war there. Their productivity has been spotty. Um, But nonetheless, we've been doing all the spot checking. We've been going through traits. We caught some issues last week that have been adjusted. We're just going through as much as possible. What we are adamant on is that we want all of our bulls to be... The way we our barometer is, could we see it in a Pixar film? That's how we're, we're thinking about it. And what we don't want to happen is there's been plenty of projects where they had really cool sneak peeks. Um, and then when the reveal happens, you're like, well, hold on a second. That's not that. <laughs> and so that's not going to happen with us. We're, we're going through it in, in painstaking detail. Even when I look really close, I'm like, wow, the individual hairs and certain things like this is it's it's really not an easy task. One project that I have, which is actually 3D and being able to zoom in on it and see, okay, this really took a lot of work. But then the detail in this one, it just brings that to another level. So I said, this is absolutely crazy. So as far as like the whole rendering and everything, I mean, that's a pretty labor intensive task for a computer, right? This is not something that could just be knocked up in a few minutes. (laughs) No, so we've sourced a render farm. So we have a render farm. And, and again, you look at the cost of this, you need to be well capitalized to do it. And so you're getting a, a very high quality piece of art 
that's taken a lot of resources, both human and, and capital. It's not an easy task. So the render farms aren't cheap and we are fully rendering every single um, bull that comes out. So it's pretty cool. Do, do you have any um, plans for getting this into the quote unquote metaverse that everyone's talking about? I know all these different yeah. worlds. So we don't have it specifically on a roadmap, as you, you would have noticed, but it's in our vision and we know we're going to be in the metaverse. That's why we're building it the way we're building it. Um, now, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out, or where that's going to play out. It's really important to us that when it does, it's high quality and it's something that we're, we're proud to deliver. Now, with that said, we are working with a couple of vendors to, to do some prototyping. And if we're able to move quicker than we think, then there might be some surprises relatively soon. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll leave that as a little teaser. But we're, we're actively, actively working on that. Absolutely. Sounds pretty cool. So as far as day one utility, like from the day someone mints, what can they really expect to get out of this or do with it? Or I know you mentioned like the card games and what have you, but just different aspects of the project that's just ready to go right now for someone to be excited about. Yeah. So day one is a two-sided coin to it. One is on the NFT side, which includes the RC20 token. So day one, we have an own-to-earn model. Um, so just by owning a bull, you will earn 10 token and there's no staking, there's no jumping through hoops. It's in your wallet. You're going to be able to collect tokens at a rate of 10, 10 tokens a day. Those tokens will then have some breeding mechanisms with the bulls. You'll be able to get to team bulls and eventually get to god bulls, which will be the most super rare in, in, in the collection. So that's there for, for, for day one. So really cool things that you can do with the tokens and additional NFTs. On the other side is community. And I mentioned live your best life. We have a live your best life theme to the community. And we're going to be offering up resources day one. And then pretty soon after day one, we're, we're planning in real life events. Um, so Manny and Guy both have a lot of experience in, at their last company of doing some really cool networking events and pretty cool experiences that I'll be happy to take part in at some point. There's some cool things with helicoptering into the jungle and doing dinners. And you know, there's some really, really cool stuff that we've got planned. And, and that's immediate after Mint. It's awesome, which I think is uh, pretty cool because obviously as uh, you're explaining this out, it's really reaffirming a lot of what I suspected when I was reading this stuff that there is a broad vision for this. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. However, a lot has been done. And what you're doing email right off the bat, I'm pretty excited just to really see where this goes. And I think this is going to be one of those projects that I'll probably have to revisit over and over again and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is how this has worked. And just learning how all of this stuff can really apply across the industry, as you said, trying to set a new standard because there are no standards. It's the Wild West. <laughs> We're making things up as we go along. And as someone who has has been dabbling in the whole Web2 world and everything. Just literally, it's reliving that. I think this is such a cool space, a cool time that we're in. And I'm excited just to see that someone like you is in there willing to take the time to do it right, rather than just trying to maximize on the initial mint and then have everything go wrong and then have to start up from scratch with another project. So I'm really excited that you're doing this project, really. Yeah, well, thanks. Appreciate it. We're excited to be in this space. I think there's just a tremendous amount of, of support in the space. And there's a tremendous amount of positivity. I know that the negativity always gets headlines, but our thing is we want to work with Docs Founders. And we've partnered, um, we've done a, a couple of, we build it as a mega space, like a huge Twitter space. We've had 3,700 people came through the first Twitter space. We had uh, close to 3,000 on a second Twitter space. And we partnered with all with both of those with Docs Founders. We've done promotions with Docs Founders. So other people that are adding positivity to space, adding professionalism to the space, that's who we like to partner with. So we're looking at it as a positive sum game. We want to raise the, the water levels for everybody. And it's about us 
sharing, collaborating. That's what we're all about. All right. Awesome. And for anyone that is going to be interested in this mint, I'll definitely have all of the links to uh, the official Twitter and the page to read that impressive roadmap, because that is not, as I said, one sitting. This is something that you're going to have to really digest. And it's fun to even go through your roadmap. I actually enjoyed it. I don't think I've ever said that about a roadmap before. It was a fun roadmap to go through and read all the different things. So I'm very excited about that. And anything you would like to share about the mint? I know that you said it would be delayed, but if you have a price, if there's a, a pre-sale or anything of that nature, how people can get involved with the community. Yeah, and- yeah. Hop, hop on Discord. We've got a, a tremendous community there, tremendous engagement. Our, our moderator team is, is fantastic. Our community manager, Poco, does a great job of treating it like a five-star hotel. So hopefully you hop on, you're welcomed, and all of the information is there. We are planning, planning and hoping to sell out on whitelist. And come on in. It's not, we don't make you jump through hoops. It's not a grind. It's not like you got to invite 30 people in order to get on. You just got to come in, be a positive community member, join up with some of our events. And there's plenty of opportunities to get on the list, but we are hoping to sell out as, as uh, on the list. On, and, and then of course, there'll still be a public afterwards if there's anything left over. But the way we're going, we feel like we have enough momentum going where we'll, we'll sell out on, on the list. All right. Is there any limits to uh, what someone who makes the list, how many they can get, you know, or anything yes. of that nature so it's, and it's, the price as well? Yeah. The price is 0.17 uh, ETH and there's a, a five, five mint limit. So you get on the list and, and you got a, you got a five mint uh, limit. I do like the fact that you said you don't have to uh, spend a uh, 80 hour week in your discord, because that's one of the things that's very discouraging for people who actually have jobs and businesses and what have you to even come into the space. It's like, I, I'm just going to pick it up on secondary. I don't have time to do all that, you know? I've, so I've done it a billion times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's very cool. And I will have all the link to the official Twitter, everything of that nature. And I really wish you the best of luck. And thank you for taking this time. Right. And it really says a lot because this is the first interview that we're actually going to put on the podcast. And as far as featuring a project, which I said I wouldn't do, but <laughs> there are so many reasons why I'm interested in this as a project. And this is not just your typical shill or your just typical uh, fly-by-night operation. So I really appreciate you being in the space. Okay. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate being the first. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. As you can see, this is a well-thought-out project and business. It is not just your typical bull and ape JPEG. And I hope you can really appreciate why I wanted Anthony to be the first guest on the show. I also appreciate the fact that they delayed the mint. With everything that we've seen in the last few days, or I should say within the last few weeks, with various mints going wrong, the fact that they're taking the time to have auditing and ensure that the experience is the best for the community is just another way that they're trying to be a positive force in this space. A lot of thought has really gone into everything. Even the official URL, the website, it is bullsandapesproject.com. It is easy to say, easy to spell, no crazy spellings or anything of that nature. However, I will leave the official link for the website in the show notes, but that is bulls, plural, and apes, plural, (laughs) project.com. So hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did. And please feel free to let me know what you thought of the interview and the conversation. Shoot me a tweet over at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.